handicapped Lord fill us with your spirit and with your power this morning God we speak on the subject faith faith is a mystery it is a mystery we may not understand all that we see it is works Father fill us with faith and let us live here empowered as overcomers to lead the life God you want us to live as victorious and more than conqueror life this morning I see hairs open ready to imbibe your word I see hearts ready to receive your word I pray God use me as a vessel of honor this morning speaking through me as your oracle let your people hear their own adulterated word of you let them live here empowered energized to overcome every obstacle everything that comes here every challenge oh my god I see someone fight fighting all night long this night but God is saying he's giving you victory this morning oh I see somebody battling in dream this morning but the Lord has come through for you this morning oh my God I see a realm where there is rest for you this person I see a realm where there is rest for you God is taking you there this morning thank you Lord thank you Spirit Divine in Jesus mighty name hallelujah put your hands together for Jesus and kindly take your seat please this morning I welcome you into God's presence not everybody has gotten the privilege to come to God's presence one thing that you need to understand if you have the opportunity to come to God's presence it is a privilege do you know why it's a privilege the Bible says if he doesn't call you, you can't come to him. So therefore, this morning, we count it a privilege that God has called us into his presence. Bible said in the book of Psalm 24, he said, who can ascend into the hills of the Lord? He who has a clean hands and a pure heart. He who has not bowed himself to idols. No, has not sworn deceitfully. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says these people are allowed into God's presence. But I and you. Maybe as we are coming here. We have even insulted somebody before coming. Maybe as we are coming here. You got angry with somebody. You know the parents when you are there with your children. Every morning they will make you angry. You sometimes insult them before coming to church. But when you come to church, God embraces you. In his presence, he embraces you. Because you know what? Christ came to die for us. And by his death, he has justified us. So sometimes when God is looking at us, he looks at Jesus before he looks at us. And when he sees Jesus, he has mercy on us. So he calls us into his presence. Though we are not worthy. So, so this morning counted a privilege and a joy to be in God's presence. Because you know what? In his presence, there is fullness. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Amen. Amen. This morning, 
I welcome you to God's presence. Today, I am going to be as brief as possible on God's word, but it is going to be insightful. How many of you brought your Bibles? Let me see your Bible. Or you brought anything containing your Bible. You can, you can show it. Do you know, when we talk about Holy Bible, we mean Holy Bible. Those of us who are using our phones and our iPads, can we say that our iPads and our phones are holy? The kind of conversation that runs through your phone, they are holy. The kind of things on your phones, are they holy? Amen. Amen. So, when we say Holy Bible, if you know your phone is not holy, don't lift your phone up. Maybe you can, may have the word of God, but you know, it is, it is compacted. It has apartments. Word of God cannot penetrate there. But this morning, lift up your Holy Bible. Amen. Amen. You know, people have dropped their, their, their phones already. They are convicted by the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. This morning, I speak on the subject, how faith works. How faith works. I believe so many of us are are victims of faith. Sometimes God will tell you to, or you hear, and say, oh, I believe in God, but it didn't work for me. But you know, faith never disappoints. And faith always brings results. But if you don't know how to apply it, when you don't know how to use it, you don't know how it works, you, you, you always have it wrong. Amen. Amen. Imagine one day I wake up and I say I'm a doctor. And when I wake up, I, I, I begin to advertise, come for consultation. Then I will, I will put you under, under, uh, in the world and I will start operating you. Will you? How will you feel? By the time I'm finished with you, your life will never return back to your body. Because I have abused your body. Amen. Amen. So many of us, we don't know how faith works. But we want to apply faith. And by the time we realize we have destroyed what we are looking for. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why James was very careful to say. He said, Faith without works is dead. He never said faith with confession. That means there is a level of faith. Or faith is action. When you don't understand this, faith will never work for you. Hallelujah. Amen. How does faith work? How does faith work? This morning, I want you to pick your notes and just begin to write them when you go, go through them again. But luckily for us as a church, on our WhatsApp page, there is always this message is posted on, the, on our WhatsApp page. You can listen to it over and over again. If you want to have a victorious life as a Christian, you need to walk by faith. Faith and logic doesn't work together. Faith and logic, they are opposite to each other. Amen. Amen. Faith is a mystery. It is a mystery. The world doesn't understand. 
That's why the Bible says the ways of the righteous is like the wind. As now, the greatest scientists do not even understand how the wind works. How the wind comes about, they don't even know. All that they know is the wind is blowing. They can measure the wind. They can know the direction. But they don't know how it works. The Bible says the steps of the righteous are like the wind. You cannot catch the wind. But Bible says, and the just shall live by faith. And the righteous shall live by faith. It means that as they walk with faith, no matter what the world does, they cannot understand them. The world cannot catch them. The devil cannot overcome you when you walk with faith. But if you don't know how to walk with faith, it's like fire. It will burn you yourself. So you need to know how to walk with faith. And this church, we say we are a victorious church. We are a triumphant church. Hallelujah. Amen. We are more than conqueror church. Bible says, this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. So you can never have a victorious life without walking in faith. Faith is that thing you need that brings you to a level that no enemy can touch you. The reason why I am bold at all times is because I walk by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. I cannot talk about faith and not quote the, the book of Hebrews. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go there. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. Let's go to the two. Before I come to the one. He said, for by this the elders obtained a good report. Listen. If you don't walk by faith, you can never have a good report. You can never have a good marriage. You can never have a good health. You can never have a good finances. You can never have a good life. You can never have a comfort life. Say by the elders obtain a good report. In the family, you can never have a good report when you don't have faith. That is what it is. Faith gives you a good report. But the verse 1 says faith is the substance of things hoped for. An evidence of things not seen. This is a mystery. The thing you have not seen it. But yet you believe it will happen. But it doesn't happen like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes some people can you imagine if your 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 child has two years comes and say that mommy I have faith that I want to marry and marriage will work for me. Will you allow that child? Will you allow that child? Will you allow that child? Oh, uh, somebody will you allow that child? Why won't you allow that child? Because you know it is very dangerous, and he doesn't even understand. 
So many Christians. That's how we are. We do not know how faith works. So we are always disappointed. Your child who wants to get married at the age of two will be very disappointed. Because his father or mother didn't allow him or her to get married. The same way we are also disappointed. At every step in your life, God knows the things you need. So therefore, he gives you the right amount of faith. Amen. 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 Open your mind this morning. And understand how faith works. Faith is the greatest weapon. The enemy also wants to use the same thing against us. Because he knows when you hold it, his weapons are powerless. This morning, how does faith works? You can never know how faith works unless you know how faith comes about. How many of you believe that faith is a spirit? Bible says faith is a spiritual gift. In the book of First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse nine. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse nine. Faith is a gift. It is a spiritual gift. So many of us, we confess we have faith. And by the time I'm through with you. You really know whether you have faith or not. Faith is a spiritual gift. So it comes by spiritual means. It comes by spiritual means. And to others, and to others, by the same spirit, or unto others, faith by the same spirit. Faith comes by the spirit of God. It is a spiritual gift. But how does it come? When you read the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17, he says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. When you read the book of John, chapter 6, verse 63, he said, The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are what? Life. The word God is spirit. The moment you have the spirit of God, the moment you read the word of God, the spirit imparts something into your heart. And that is what we call faith. Faith coming by hearing the word of God through the spirit of God. Sometimes you may hear that thou shalt lay hands on the sick and they shall be recovered. You may hear that thou shalt deliver the people from the devil by delivering people through deliverance sessions. But if you don't take care, you go there and the demons will beat you up. Sometimes you, you hear that go. Every you have power over demons. So you go to your shrine and you want to scatter the place. By the time you go there, you return as a mad person. Hallelujah. Amen. The spirits will ship you very, very well. On the other day, the sense of skiba. The sense of skiba. The sense of skiba. They went to deliver somebody. And they said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom Paul preached. I adjure you to come out. But the time they were through with the deliverance, they were delivered. The demons delivered them. And they ripped them naked. 
Listen to me. Unless the right kind of faith is imparted. Unless you have the right kind of faith. Or you know how faith works. You will always be a victim of disgrace and shame. You always be a, have a, a, of shame, a victim of shame and disgrace. Hallelujah. Amen. Faith works. It has never disappointed. The word of God is spirit. The word of God is spirit. The moment you read the word of God, the spirit of God who gives faith will give you faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The spirit of God administers faith. The spirit of God gives faith. The spirit of God gives faith. To really have faith, you need to first have the spirit of God. The spirit of God. Because if the spirit of God is not in you, you cannot have the right kind of faith to have the spirit of God. To have the spirit of God also means when you believe in Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, the spirit of God comes to live inside you. Hallelujah. Amen. So therefore you are entitled to the right kind of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. The faith we're talking about is the right kind of faith. It is the kind of faith that can bring the things in the spirit into the physical. Faith, again, is a spiritual currency. A spiritual money. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want to buy a shirt, it has a price. If you don't have that right amount of money, you cannot buy. How many of you believe, believe that? Can you walk into a shop and tell, I have faith, so give me money. Give me shirt. That's the reason why the sons of Skiba were beaten. They didn't have the right kind of money to buy that salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, can you go to a shop, somebody's shop, and you start picking the things, and you leave the place? You went there in safe and sound, you come back with bruises and wounds. That is how the enemy is dealing with Christians. We don't look for the money. The right amount of money. Let me tell you this. One day I went to the shop. That time I was very young. You show. know, this Air Force, Air Force boot, uh, Kambu. Huh. Now it has come fresh. So people were buying it. My, 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 my time. I wanted to also buy some. I, I had 90,000 at that time. 90,000. Not, not now. 90,000. Oh, 90,000. And that, that shoe was 350,000. So I had 90,000 and I went there. I paid them. Do you know, those who have been into Kumasi before, those and railways, that's where they sell this. Huh. So I went there with, with those blue lights shining on the shoes. Uh -huh. I and went there and I picked that boot white. I wore it. It really fit. 
I walked around with it. I call me and I so now call. we began to negotiate for the price. I money maker. The man said, how much will you pay? I said, I'm a bit here. I said, you know, the money I have on with me, I cannot mention it. He said, oh, but it is business. You know, the price is, is 350,000. I said, oh, you, I have 90,000. You looked at me. From Ted to town. And he began to rain insults on me. The way the man insulted me, I was, I felt very bad. I said, ah, it's his business. Why do you insult me? I said, foolish man. You are an agent of the devil. I came here this morning. Nobody has bought my things. And you are coming here with bad luck. The man insulted me. And he threw my money back to me. I took my money from the floor and I left. So many Christians, we are like that. You want to buy the thing, but you don't have the right amount of money. This morning, I am before faith can work. You have the right amount of money, the right amount of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. People are working and they are professing a lot of things, but the demons are beating them all the time. I know who I am. I know who God says I am. What this says I'm. What this says I. I'm walking in power, but you are walking in power. And a higher power is knocking your head every morning. You wake up with a lot of headaches on you. Wait, wait. wait. You go to every place and you are disappointed. But you say you are working in power. Hallelujah. The disciples met a situation and they couldn't do it. Jesus said, where is your faith? Before you can assess some things, you need the right level of faith. How can you have the right level of faith? Take you through the Bible. How can you have the right level of faith? Confront issues. Listen to me. When you read the book of Luke, Luke chapter 6, and that's where I'm going to be for some time before I close. Luke chapter 4. No, Luke chapter 4 verse 16, sorry. Luke chapter 4 verse 16. Are you there? And he came to Nazareth. Before this Jesus, the right Jesus, our Jesus, who came to walk on this earth, had been in church from the age of 12 to the age of what? 30 years. 30 years. He was church. And Bible said, he was always reading the scriptures to them. You recall that Jesus was was teaching the Pharisees at the age of 12. Listen. He said, he went into fast for 40 days, 40 nights. And he came back. He came to teach. On the Sabbath day, he his own hometown, where he was preaching the word of God all the time, he came there and said, he came to know where he had been brought up. And as the custom was, as his custom was, that means it was something he was doing. It was his ritual. 
He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for, to read. They gave him the scrolls to read. Come down. They gave him the scrolls to read. And this is what he said. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Immediately, he opened the place and he found the place where it was it was written. Let's go. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why, 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 why? He read all this. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. He read all this. And he said, and he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And all eyes were on him. All the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Calm down. Listen to me carefully and read this part. And he began to say, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. This day, this scripture, I have been reading this scripture from beginning. I have read it over and over. This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Secret. Listen to me carefully. And how faith, you can apply faith. Faith is given by the Spirit of God. Until you have the conviction of the word of promise in God's word. Until you are convinced that this scripture is for me. Until you are convinced that this scripture is for me. Until you are convinced that this scripture is for me. It will never work for you. It doesn't matter how much you read it. Jesus had been reading this scripture from the age of 12 to the age of 30. But at the age of 30, the spirit of the Lord convicted him that from today, this scripture is fulfilled. From today, this scripture is fulfilled. The spirit of the Lord puts that faith into your heart. It doesn't matter how much you read the Bible. It doesn't matter how much you pray. The spirit of God impacts that faith for you to believe that word. And in the moment you believe that word, action is automatic. Action is automatic. You will take steps. You will take steps according to the words you have received which you believe. That's what Bible says that with a heart a man believes and with, with confession he confesses unto salvation. Salvation, the action of salvation is what? Through confession. The moment you believe in your heart confession comes automatic. Hallelujah. And how that the spirit of God convicts us and cause us to believe the word. Sometimes through, he will lay the thing on your heart. He will lay the thing on your heart. You know, sometimes you are there. Things are not working. But immediately you have a conviction that, ah, this thing I'm going to do, it will work. How many of you have experienced that before? Ah, this thing I'm going to do, it will work. The moment you have that conviction, that's so, 
The way you have that, you, you see that automatically you begin to work at the thing that you said you work. I'm teaching you practical ways how faith will work for you. There are some people they will confess the thing, but they will never take a step. The moment they confess and they don't take a step, they don't have faith. Because faith will cause you. That's how people were saying that I have faith, and some will say I have works. And James was surprised because anytime faith is is there. Works is inevitable. Works comes with it. And you know how this will happen. Jesus, after reading this, he, he explained to them that now this scripture is fulfilled. So he started going about laying hands on the sick. That was the beginning of all the miracles. He started laying hands on the sick, healing the sick. Because this scripture is what? Fulfilled. You hear me always say. That no devil can touch me. But this is a me coming. I am so convinced because I I came to a realization. The Bible said we are seated far above so what, principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions. We are seated far sure. above them. The moment I understood them, far above them. If somebody sees that far above you, can you stretch your hand and touch that person? He said, and we are seated with Christ Jesus. We are seated with Christ Jesus. That means, as I am sitting with Christ Jesus, if you can touch Jesus, you cannot touch me. Go to the book of Isaiah 54. The reason why I believe. This was when I was young. I never had this conviction. When I started Christianity, I wasn't convinced about this scripture. I wasn't. I come to the verse 1. When I talk about something. Come down to the verse 14. He said, In righteousness shall thou be established. For thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear. And from terror. For it shall come not near what? You. Come down to the 15. Say thou shalt be far from oppression. Oppression is of the devil. When I got this scripture. I said from today. No devil can oppress me. They shall surely gather together. But not by me. Whatsoever shall gather together against you. Shall fall for my sake. God is saying this: whatever that shall come against you, against you, whether witches, whether family, whether area, whether whoever, whether human beings, the moment they gather against you, the Bible said God Himself shall let them what fall. It will not come near you. Come down. I love this scripture, and behold. I have created the smith to blow the coal in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And as I have created the waste, the, the waster to destroy. Said, I myself, I created the devil to destroy. I created the devil to destroy. Come down to the 17. Ah. Ha. Said, he created those weapons. Those, God the smith makes weapons. He said, now, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. I believe you have heard me say this scripture several times. No weapon formed against me 
shall prosper. And every tongue that rise against me, I shall condemn. When I was here, this scripture was not quickening in my house. But I was growing. This scripture was quickening in my heart. And I was so convinced to confront every devil. I told somebody, me, I think my area of specialty is where occult and witchcraft powers are ruling. Where fetish powers are ruling. That's my area of specialty. The moment I hear them, I'm excited. Because I, I, when I get there, they should lose their hope. It is something which is in my heart. I cannot express it. It is the spirit of God that gave me that conviction. That's why I am not afraid to confront any power. I can boldly confess at any place that no power that exists on this earth in heaven or under the earth shall stand against me. Because I am convinced of God's power. I am convinced of the power of Christ. He said the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And it shall reign forever. The moment I had this scripture in my heart, I was so convinced that every kingdom is subjected to the kingdom of Christ. Therefore, if whether marine power, whether occultic power, whether what what, they are subjected under the feet of Jesus. And I am seated with Jesus. So automatically, they are under my feet. Yeah. How does God work? He placed the conviction of his word in your heart. The reason why your child comes at two, oh, two years and wants to marry, you will not allow. It's because you know that it is very deadly for him. But when he is about to get married or he reaches that marriage, marital stage, you would rather be telling him that go and marry. When God knows that it is a time for you, he activates that faith in your heart which will cause you to action. So yours is to know the word of God and always believe in God to speak to you. Sometimes God wants to speak to you through dreams. That's why you people I don't understand when you have dreams and you are scared. You you are you are a woman, you are not married. You had a dream and you are getting married. And you tell that that dream is what? Spiritual marriage. Spiritual marriage. That's what everybody knows, right? But, listen to me. When you are not married and you have those dreams, God is telling you to take it from me. God is telling you that he has appointed a time for you to marry. Get ready. Get ready. Begin to psych yourself and prepare yourself for marriage. What you accept comes to you. Job said, the things I feared most came to me. You, you, you want to get married. And you have dreams that your spirit is getting married. Immediately you wake up. Hey, it has happened in the spiritual realm. It must happen in the physical. It has happened in the spiritual realm. It must happen in the physical. You begin to apply your heart to faith. And begin to take action. So, if I were you, I will start planning my wedding. Get the, the, the colors there. The kind of mar- the kind of wedding I want to have. 
and begin to pray about it. You are there, you are breaking spiritual marriage. That's what marriage, your marriage is not coming. Because you're not taking the right steps to bring it into physical. One man, one day, he had been married for almost eight years, ten years. Without a child. One day he had a dream that they, were, they have been praying for a child. One day he had a dream that they had, they had a child, a baby girl. This man went to the shop and started buying baby things. He said, and he called all his friends and said that I am adoring my new baby. My baby, he said, where is your baby? He said, he's on his way coming. I am preparing to meet him. And within that same month, that same month, the wife conceived and had a baby girl. That is how faith works. When God speaks to you, He speaks to your heart. In the moment you believe it, you take action. Whatever you don't take action on, you don't have the faith for it. When faith comes into your heart, it shows you what to do at the right time. That's why the devil wants to misinterpret things to you. All that the devil is doing that is for you not to have faith. I said faith is the spiritual currency. If you want to buy anything in the realms of the spirit, you need faith. And he, the Lord, who is our God, gives us the right amount of money to buy the right amount of things. But the devil, I believe that in the Garden of Eden, there would have come a time that God would have opened the eye of Adam and Eve to take the tree, the fruit, because they were, he was developing them. But the devil came to them and, tell, and told them that that tree is more to it than what the Lord is telling you. The same thing is doing to us. Don't have faith in what the Lord has said. Have faith in the things you see. Have faith in, in oh Jesus. The way the people of God Interpret dreams. Must be so different from the way fetish power interpret dreams. And God proved it through the Bible all the time. When Pharaoh had a dream, he called the magicians. They could interpret. They could interpret. Some were also interpreting it in another way. Which Pharaoh wasn't convinced. He called a servant of God. He interpreted, interpreted the, the dream. He said, ah, the spirit of the gods are upon you. How can I, a child of God, interpret dreams where me, I walk by faith and the world walks by sight. The world is interpreting the dream in another way and me, I will interpret the dream like the way they interpret the dream. What do you mean? And all of us, people of God, we have gone to listen to them. You have a dream and you are picking mushrooms. Or you are picking snails. They will tell you, your, your life is being slowed down. Are you a, are you a snail? Are you not the one, one who was picking the snails? Are you not the one who was picking the snails? Or had you turned into a snail and your life was going slow? Why do you allow the devil to control your mind? He is fighting your faith and taking the currency you have. So that it's like a, you, you are so rich and you are. You are living like a poor, a, a poor man. The moment you pick that snail, 
How much does a snail cost in, in Accra here, in Tema? If they will slow your life, how, how, are they not expensive? Why don't you say, hey, God is giving me something which is very, very expensive. God has given me a gift. Maybe something you are praying for, which you think that is expensive to get. God has given it to me. And begin to work at it. Begin to go for it. Begin to go there and go and negotiate the price. Because if God has gone ahead of you, that money will come into physical. And you are there, your life will go slow, and you are there. Father, everything that is slow in my life. Oh, goodness. Error. That's why Bible said, in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10, said, I have seen an error under the sun. An error! All humanity have accepted it. That kings and princes are walking on the floor, or on the ground, and slaves are on horsebacks, and they are riding, and the princes are taking them along. A prince. That's what the devil is doing to us. Now they are the Lord of our life. What they say is what we do. Meanwhile, what we say is what they should what? When you have this boldness in the realms of the spirit, the devil is afraid of you. Faith comes. Faith comes. Through how God speaks to you. When God speaks to you, faith comes into your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. And you take action. How faith works. Faith doesn't work when you when you just pick up. Today, you have seen somebody's you have heard somebody's testimony. So, help me too. Yes, it can happen that way. But you, because you heard the testimony, you are not convinced in your heart. You saw the good thing that comes with it. You saw. And that's the, our problem. When we read the Bible, you can't run out. We don't expect the Holy Ghost to speak to us. We would rather speak to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, do this for us. But the Holy Ghost must speak to your heart and convince you before you take this step. People read the Word of God and they will say, Oh, uh, Bible says I can, I can pray for the sake. So immediately he goes. By the time you pray for the sake, the sickness will transfer into your body. I've seen a woman of God who went to pray for somebody. The person was, was paralyzed. He laid hands on the one and the person got healed, and he was in the moment he was just after the prayer. No, he was just standing and grass. He went went on the floor. He was paralyzed and he died. I'm not putting fear into you. You need the leadings of the spirit. Yes, when the spirit convinces you, that is when you will have victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are what? Life. Let's consider one major case which happened in the Bible. The woman who was suffering from the issue of blood. I think it's the book of Matthew chapter 9. Let's go there. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Are you there? Verse 20. 9 verse 20. And let's see how practically faith worked. Listen. Before I go there, before you get there, Bible says that Abraham had faith. 
He said, Abraham, you are Didier. When God told him that Abraham, leave your father's house in the book of Genesis chapter 12, are you sure that if Abraham wasn't convinced in his heart, he would take that action and leave the father's house? Not knowing where he was going, you know. Oh, that man is crazy. Mm-hmm. Imagine somebody here, your, 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 your daughter comes and says that, or your, your daughter comes and says, oh, I've seen a man, I want to marry, the man doesn't work. So, well, now, but but I am convinced within my heart that that man will be the greatest man in Ghana. Will you agree? The man is some, some real man be, he has nothing. You will not believe. Logically. It will take the spirit of God to convince you also. That's why faith doesn't make sense. Faith doesn't make sense. To the logical mind. So unless you are, there is an imprint on your heart by the spirit of God. You will never. God said, Abraham, you are at the age of 90. I visited you when it's the age of 70. I said you give birth. Your wife has monopause. And the monopause even has finished. But I said you give birth. I believe the thing that made God to recommend Abraham in the book of Romans chapter 4, he said, and Abraham staggered not to the promises of God. God had promised him that he would give birth. Abraham staggered not. What happened? So what imagine what, what was happening? At that age, Abraham was having sex every day. Because he knew that the only way to have a child is to have sex. God said, I'll have a child. I'll always have sex. And that's the action that proved to God that what? Abraham believed God. Listen to me. You go the first time, you, 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 you fail. The second time you fail, but you have heard God tell you that in you it will be well. That action, because of that conviction, that's why hope, the hope comes alive in you. You know, sometimes you are there, you are doing something, and all, everything is lost, but somebody comes, comes to speak to you alone, and hope comes alive as if nothing will be is possible. And that's the reason why, men of God, we are here. To bring faith into your heart that God is still there for you, and at all times, He'll be with you. That's why God didn't give us the spirit of fear. If you go to places and they are putting fear into you, it's your own problem. You went there yourself. The word of God doesn't make you fear. The only thing that the only fear you put into you is the fear of God. For you to reverence God. That's the only thing you put into you. If I'm, a, I'm more than a conqueror in this world, why should I fear the things of this world? Amen. Amen. Let's go there. Abraham was a powerful said, and behold, the woman which was diseased with issues of blood for 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. I believe this woman was so convinced in his heart. Why didn't you go to Jesus and say, because he had never heard Jesus. Some people touching the hem of Jesus' garment and they were healed. Though. Did you hear him? Jesus never did that miracle. Jesus never did that miracle. If it was, at least we would believe in uh, uh, Peter. Jesus never did that miracle. But this woman, he said, he thought in his heart that if I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. He was convinced. He was convinced. He was convinced. Nobody has done it but me alone. If I do it, it will work. I know this man is powerful. 
I don't know, but if I touch him, I'll be well. And by that action alone, the way he forced his way through. In those times, if you are having even menses, you are not supposed to come out. How much more issue of blood for 12 years? You are not supposed to come out. He came out, went through the crowd, and touched it. He had gotten the right kind of money to buy the right kind of deliverance. The Bible said, come unto me. Come and eat, drink. Buy without money. Buy without money. But buy with the faith I give you. Buy with the faith I give you. Buy with the faith I give you. Look to the word of God. Tell the Holy Ghost to talk to you. He can talk to you by conviction in your heart. He can talk to you by to talk to you by as a man of God is being is preaching to you. He can talk you. He can talk to you through the testimonies of others. He can talk to you through as you read the word of God. But faith cometh by hearing. It cometh by hearing. And when you have that right kind of faith, no devil can stand you in that area. That's why faith is not a gift. It is not just by talking. When you have it, you have it. When you have it, you have it. When you have it, you have it. One day there was this man who walked on the face of the earth. He was a young man. A young man, middle 20s. He went to a church and a man of God was preaching. And the man of God said, God says we shall raise the dead. We shall raise the dead. If only you believe we shall raise the dead. The man of God didn't hear any new, anything that the man of God preached though. That, 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 that man. He never heard anything that man of God preached. He shall raise the dead alone was sounding in his ears. If you lay hands on the, on the, on the sick, they shall be healed. You have power to raise the dead. When they closed from church, he went to the man of God and said, man of God, you said, I can raise the dead. He said, yes, if only you believe. He said, are you sure? He said, yes. He said, but you man of God, have you raised the dead before? He said, no. But he who believes can raise the dead. Ah. Faith was ignited. The man took his bicycle, walking through the town, looking for a dead body. Looking for a dead body. He was so convinced. I believe that that was the right time the Holy Ghost wanted to give him that power. He walked through the whole town from morning to the service. From morning to evening, he didn't have anything. Next day, he started roaming the town again. He's looking for a dead body. My life has been one faith after the other. Faith works up. Most of the things I do, I don't even have the money before. My life. Most of the things you see me do, I don't even have the money before. This church, the things we talk about, we don't even have the money. By the time we make up our mind to do, money is there. This man walked through town and the next day after at, 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 at four o'clock in the night, in the evening, he heard some people crying in an area. They were crying, they were crying. I think his, his, his zeal came alive. And I'm sorry, he said, hey, God said my prayer. He went in there and said, ah, a child has died. A child at the age of seven was dead. And the reason why they had not buried the child 
was that they were going for letter of administration from the from, 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 from the municipal authority and it has delayed. So the body was changing color. The moment you go there said yes, I will raise the the the, the, the girl. You will me no, no. They said, please, disgrace your God. Because at that time, nobody had seen the dead come back to life. They showed him where the body was because he was making noise. So go and prove yourself. He went there. He looked at the baby. The baby was dead than dead. The color was changing. He said he looked at the baby. He said, Jesus said, I can, come, I can bring you back to life. So right now, be healed. Sorry. He said that the baby wasn't, wasn't moving. Hey. But the Bible said, I can raise the dead. He started crying. When he cried, God will listen. He started crying. He held the baby. Nothing happened. Hey, God, you want to disgrace me? But you know, at that point, when you have that conviction, that thing even doesn't come to your mind. He said, he went to read the Bible, that when, when, when Jesus got to the house of the small girl, and was about to raise the dead, he asked the name of the girl. He didn't even ask the, the word there in the Bible was damsel. But he didn't know that damsel means little child. All that he knew that damsel was the name of the lady. So he asked the name of the, of the lady. He said the name was in water. He said in water came back. Said, in water in the name of Jesus, come out from the dead. Well, because he said he was following what the Bible has said. Roar. Come out from the dead. He held the hand. And the dead sneezed. He said, after reading, the woman who was peeping through the window ran through the town the whole of the day. When the dead came back, came back to life, they couldn't hold him. Out of fear, he was running through the town the whole day. Nobody could hold him. Adrenaline, come up. Running through the town because never seen the dead. And that woman is alive. The man, woman who was running around is alive. The woman who was raised is alive. But the man of God is dead. For the man of God is old, was, became old and he died. He raised the dead and said, the word of God said, when he read, he said, after raising the dead, he said, told the parents, give him food. So he said, please, parents, give the baby food. Because that's what the word of God said. And the woman came back to life. This man I talk about is Archbishop Benson Idahosa. And the woman who was running all through town is Bishop Mrs. Benson Idahosa. I think that time he said, this, this man, I'll marry you. I think after him raising the this man, I'll marry you. That time, the man was using a bicycle. He wasn't even having no kada. But immediately, he saw the demonstration of that power through that small, small boy. He said, I'll marry, marry you. you. He got married. And that water is the elder, is one of the elders of Church of God Missions, Nigeria. Let me tell you, when you have the right kind of faith, you get the right kind of results. Listen to me carefully and listen to me carefully. That's how faith comes about. And that's how faith works. If you don't take care, you'll be frustrated. You look at somebody getting married and you are not married. And the moment somebody got married, 
you envy to get married. That is not the right kind of faith. You run and run and you never get some. Somebody is gotten this. I have not gotten mine. It is not the right kind of faith. But when you read the word of God and God convinces you, that is when faith comes alive. Sometimes he can do it through dreams. Me, the moment I dream about something, I that God has done it. The moment I dream, and all the gifts God gives to me is through dreams. When I see it, me manifesting it in dreams, I know that it, is, it has happened. And no one can stop me from it. So I begin to look for avenues to test it. The first day, what the, 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 the gift of healing, it was through a dream. I woke up and said, hey God, so you want me to heal? I started looking for the sick people. Anytime I'm praying, and through our crusades, we recall a lot of healing taking place. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to me. God gives the thing to you. So if I were you, I would pray that God give me faith. Give me faith. It's a gift. Give me faith. It got to a time. Jesus, when they were about to kill him, he ran away. It got to a time. He said, you want to kill me, take me. Paul, it got to a time they were wanted to kill him, he ran away. He came to the same place and they will kill you. He said, yes, I'm not really ready to be, be in prison. I'm ready to die. Pure conviction by the Spirit of God. Rise on to your feet and let's pray. If you are here and you have not given your life to Jesus, I am telling you, you are not part of this. You can never have that kind of faith I'm talking about. Jesus is the source of the right kind of faith. Let's have a voice and begin talking. Give your life to Jesus. And tell Jesus, increase my faith. Let your spirit come within me. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. And when you have it, everything is possible. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. The right kind of thing. Father, impact your church. Spirit of the Lord, give unto us the gift of faith. Believing and coming back with testimonies, O God.
And that's the kind of faith we, the men of God, we operate with. When somebody comes to you with an issue, you know deep within your heart that this issue is solved. Nothing is too big. Oh, pray that the Lord give to you. Jesus. One day, during my days in the university, I was in the first year. I was so much on fire. One day, there was a rape case. The girl, the guy was, they, they were accusing him of rape. And in true, the lady went to his room. So there was a rape case. And he was about to be sacked. He came to me. I tell you, when no knew me how to be a sofa. Say, if you live in an area, your first thing, everybody should know that you are a sofa. When they have issues, they bring, they bring it to you. At that time, he came to me. He said, my friend, they said, the case, I didn't do it. But they are saying I did it. I told him, whether you did it or you didn't do it, this case, it is going to be a foolish case. And I declare it from today. When I was saying it, I was so convinced in my heart. God didn't show me, but I was so convinced in my heart that even if the, the lawful captive shall be set free, them that have even done the thing and they deserve to die, God will still show them mercy. I said yes. This case will be a foolish case. And I declare it a foolish case. They went, they called the, 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 the meeting again. The lady who was accusing the guy of rape couldn't even talk. He, he was, he said this one, and the man said, and I went to the room, and I came out, and um, he said, ah, why did the same person who was accusing the guy of, of raping you? We don't think that this girl is serious. Let's cancel the case. Guy, go free. He came back to me and said, yeah. We declared. And we were convinced and declared. So it had to work. When you are convinced and you declare, it must work. When you are convinced and you declare, it must work. Today, I declare over your life that that affliction of the devil has ended from today. I said, has ended from today. Whatever the devil plays on you as a limitation, today, that limitation is taken off. I said, that limitation is taken off. That limitation is taken off. That disappointment placed on you, Jesus. From this morning, that disappointment has been broken in the name of Jesus. Every curse that causes your life to draw back, every curse that causes your life not to progress, from today, that curse has been removed. That curse has been removed. That curse has been removed. In the name of Jesus, every unmarital bond or covenant working in families, working in families, every family represented here from today, that covenant is broken in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, that covenant is broken in the name of Jesus. financial bottleneck I mean difficulties in managing your finances sometimes small money come to you you work and work and you don't see top 
from today that financial bottleneck is turned into abundance is turned into abundance is turned into abundance no power of hell shall have dominion over you from today I said no power of hell shall have dominion over you today in the name of Jesus I declare you a free man I declare you a free man I declare you a free man in the name of Jesus hallelujah